it is six past eight. Man, who's certainly not a beginner, been there, done that when it comes to rugby league. Uh, is Hugh McGann. He joins us now. Welcome to the show, Hugh. Good morning, Ricardo. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Thanks for coming on the show. And uh, I'm keen to get your take on uh, what you saw uh, between the Kiwis and the Kangaroos in Melbourne. What did you expect and how different was the outcome? Well, I think we we expected, uh, and you've probably run through this uh, a couple of times, but I think we, we expected a better performance from from the team, given what we saw the week before against uh, Samoa. Um, and uh, I think that the start didn't help us. I think you know, with the build-up towards it through the hucker and then just as, we, as kick-off uh, came about, uh, the ball going dead, uh, I think was I think everyone just dropped. Um, and with Kempi alongside you, I'm just it takes me back to a 1989 last test, the Kiwis versus Great Britain at at uh, Wigan, I think it was. I think you, I think Kempi Kempi yes, played right. in that game, um, and uh, we we did this massive. Um, uh, we went against tradition where we. Uh, we didn't do the hucker because great we were, we were facing up against us. Uh, no, walked away from us in every uh, hucker that we did. Um, so we decided to turn the tables on them. And instead of doing the hucker, we just went straight for a kickoff. Um, and it surprised them. And they turned around and oh, it sort of flustered them. Then they kicked off. And one person, Gary Mercer, who was our winger, cutted the ball up first time and dropped it. And it just, everyone just sunk the whole feeling just went out of uh, what we tried to achieve. And that's what I felt when I saw that with uh, Jermaine Osaka. And I, so I think we saw that with the with the team and the way that they, they ended up playing. It it put them on the back foot right from the start. And uh, it followed through for the for the rest of the game. And it was probably a little bit disappointing in, um, in, in some of the uh, leaders, the senior group in there, um, bringing along a lot of the, the younger guys first time up against Australia is not an easy assignment for anyone new and irrespective if you've played NRL or if you've played at the top level once you go into test matches playing against the green and gold it's a different environment Yeah the start is so well um, the start is so important isn't it Huey you know, like, I remember that game uh, at Wigan really well we got we got um, dudded by Greg McCullum, the referee, that day when we put that ball he on the score help, corner, yeah. caught, it, caught it back and ends up being the high-performance director for refereeing in England the following week. Um, yeah. Just just yeah. on that just on that start, like, you know, you, you, you would tend to think we know how to, how to start a football game, but because it happened so early, and I've read all the comments around, you know, they, they rattled the Kiwi straight away, the hucker was really intense, I thought... It carried on for a little bit too long there, um, and it does take a little bit of energy and focus off what is really important, which is the start of the game. You would tend to think that there's enough experience now in the Kiwi team to pick it up and jump that yeah. hurdle. Do you, do you think there was just a little bit of an issue? You talked about the senior players there making that happen. Uh, yes, I do. I, I think that uh, they would have been rattled by it as well, uh, just the, the start, but they, they should have been the ones to help everyone else uh, along and get get over that and, and move it through and and yes I, I think the the emotion of, of the hucker probably went on to probably just a little bit too much and it's it's actually taking the time out afterwards to calm yourself back down they get plenty of time to do it they get to control that but I don't think that uh, that that happened uh, and maybe that was a little bit over overstated and without being disrespectful uh, to the hucker I, I think that uh, you know we're there to play a, a, a rugby league game and that's 
first and foremost what uh, the priority should have been. Um, but it was very emotive, um, and, and it was it was really good to see him lifted. Uh, but I think that all came came crashing down when the ball went dead from Jemaine Saka right at the start. Um, so there should have been a, enough experience, and we held we held them off for for a period of time. There, there was an, uh, enough that the the team did to get over the line. But I, I, I think what uh, contributed to that also was just the line speed of Australia. They just got up and they just rattled us, and we weren't able to get any ascendancy. Uh, there was very little go forward um, at the start, and we were scrambling for our our kick chase. We put out the pressure with with a kick, and uh, they were returning the ball back to, if not the 40 metre mark, the, the 50 metre mark, uh, and were always putting us under pressure. Uh, they 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 did their homework and played the game extremely well, Australia. Yep, they certainly did. So so the question is, Huey, like they we probably roll out with the same team this weekend. Um, mm-hmm. And Australia gets stronger. They're bringing back Tino and Payne, uh, probably Liam Martin back into the back row, uh, which which defensively is going to be and and offensively the way those two boys up front carry the football. With the Kiwis and the lack of, uh, you know, you've got chance. Nickel Clock said for for the first time this year runs under 100 metres. A number of our forwards didn't carry that ball forward. That one change that people are talking about is Joey Manu back to fullback. Is that a a um, reflection, and is that going to happen? Well, hard to hard to say. I, I, I would probably say not. Um, I, I don't think uh, Chance did anything wrong. I think uh, Joseph is just as effective um, at fullback as, as centre, but I don't see the reason we need to, to change in, in that area. Um, and I'd be surprised if, if, if they did. Uh, it may be time for uh, uh, the, the guys to uh, reassert themselves um, and look to dominate the, the, the Australians from the start. I, I, I think we need to, 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 go to, to continue to go forward, but I, I think our, our line speed or our, our aggression in, in carrying the ball um, wasn't as great as it before. And I don't think our line speed defensively, we don't get up that quick. We, get up, we go up in a line, but we don't make the, the metres forward and we start making the tackle on the advantage line. You know, we're normally two or three metres back, but we tend to hold quite well, but we're going backwards each time. And that just gives momentum to, to, to Australia or to the opposition. And uh, that's where we struggled, whereas the Australians always met us on the advantage line or deeper. And, uh, and we, weren't, we weren't able to, to make any ascendancy in that area and, and give the likes of Jerome and Dylan Brown some, some room to move. Uh, when we got down there and were able to pressure them, yes, there were some tries that were scored and we, we started to make them scramble a little bit more, but we just didn't have enough time down there because of um, the lack of our, our penetration defensively. Yeah, got absolutely towed up on the on the field position, um, played way too much in our own half. When you look at the the two spines, you got you had, had chance, you know, you had a pretty ordinary game carrying the football. Dylan Brown went missing for big parts of that game. I think he... He's he's kicked the ball once. He's had no um, assists in, in any part of his game. Um, Jerome Hughes tried really hard, and then you've got Kieran Foran new into new into hooker. Fu Brown coming off the bench. On the opposite side, you've got this Queensland spine with Tedesco at the back. Harry Grant comes on um, yeah. uh, after Ben Hunt, and for me, that's where the game changes. How do we how do we beat that? 
Well, we, we need to do what we, we uh, did against Samoa. Yeah, we, we've got to learn to, we've got to get off the line quickly. Physically, we're fine. We don't have an issue physically with, with, with any opposition, and especially Australia. It's, it's us where we're meeting them defensively uh, when, they're, when they're starting to carry the ball. Um, and I'm not advocating that we, we start to get a little bit rough on the opposition, but I, I just think we need to assert ourselves just a little bit more. Uh, they were able to hold us down for just that fraction longer. I thought the referee allowed too much of that uh, with, with the Australians. We we didn't do it. Uh, uh, when we got to three into the tackle, we were strong, we were dominant, but when, when they came forward at us pretty quickly, we were scrambling to get two to the tackle. And from that point on, they, they were able to get quick play the balls. We, we've, we've got to go together. We've got to move quickly off the line and, and meet them. You say, I, I don't think we have any issue from a playing perspective, uh, structure. I, I think we need to be meeting them a little bit more on the, the advantage line as opposed to letting them come through through us and continue to make, make some ground. And then they're kicking game on top of that. And as you said, I, I think Harry Grant coming off the bench he just added another dimension and, and more speed out of there. Uh, indecisive for us uh, markers. We didn't know what Harry was going to do or which way he was going to, to go. We should expect the unexpected from Harry Grant. And um, we just have to sit back and, and wait as far as markers are concerned as to what he does. Don't anticipate what he's going to do because he'll make you look silly. And he did that a couple of times. What about from a selection point of view, Hugh? Our, uh, what about our options at hooker? Because like Kieran Foran is a great playmaker. He's got a good kicking game. He's got a good passing game. But if you're the Kangaroos, you know that it's very unlikely he's going to snipe from dummy half and, and show up 10, 15 metres. Have we got anybody in the system that could do that job for us? Uh, well, not currently. Not with what we've, we've got. We are scrambling. And in fairness, I thought Kieran's done a pretty good job given he come late into that, into that position. Um, it's not a great deal of difference to him. He's tough. He, defensively, he's probably one of our stronger ones in around the rack area. Um, but currently, no, we we don't. There's not the experience there uh, to back up Kieran. Um, but I think the future down the, the track, yes, there, there may be. But we we take this series as our build up. We're at the start of our build up towards the the next World Cup. Um, I, I don't think we need to be making too many changes. We have to start looking towards our our, our future. How much of a distraction is this Madge Maguire New South Wales um, position playing throughout the throughout the group? Oh, I don't think that there's that much. I think um, talking with Michael prior to the Samoa test, it, it, he put, he'd already pushed it off to the side, and it was something that, um, that he wasn't even really thinking about. But I think there was a, just a lot of media attention around it. And with the media attention, the players tend to read that or see that. Um, I don't think it would have had too much of an effect. Well, we didn't see any effect with, with the way that they played against Samoa. That, that was a brutal, tough game. And I think everyone knows that the score didn't indicate just how tough a game that was. So I don't think it, it distracted them. Um, uh, and he's already made the claim that he's, he's there till the next World Cup. And I think New Zealand Rugby League are uh, committed to, to seeing him through that. What happens afterwards, I, I don't know. Uh, but if... Uh, Michael decides to take on New South Wales, then something has to give. He's already stated that uh, he's committed to the Kiwis for the next four cup. means that he would have to step down from the uh, camp, his role with Canberra, uh, and then look to take on New South Wales if that's what he decided or if he was selected to take on that role. I, I don't see it as much of a distraction of anything. I, I see it as a, a benefit for New Zealand or for the Kiwi team 
if Michael Maguire ends up being New South Wales coach. Um, but he, he, won't, he wouldn't be able to do all three. There's no way that that would be able to happen. No, I don't think he'd be able to do, even if it was two here, I honestly don't think he could do two in New South Wales. We'd expect them, especially after um, the struggles that they have against Queensland. It showed last week, he had the Queensland spine, he couldn't get it done with a Kiwi team, which is pretty good, and yet he's got to find a way with New South Wales. I don't think he'll be um, be able to do both jobs there. I just I, I just want to ask you a personal question here, because this, this really... Um, I've seen I've seen it be a problem for the Kiwis for a long, long time, and you've been captain of the Kiwis. But the last three Kiwi captains that we've had, we've had a winger in Dallin Watini Zelezniak. We had Jesse Bromwich looked at as a front row. Yep, he's got the experience and he can lead. But now we've got um, Fisher Harris, and I'm not saying that they're not good captains. But when you've got someone like a Jerome Hughes that's on the field for 80 minutes and has been a a stable um, stable of the of the Kiwi team. Why does he continually get overlooked? And how come we keep going for front rows that don't spend 80 minutes on the football pitch? Yeah, it's um, a very good question and one that's worth asking. But uh, Probably only Michael can, can answer that. But I think from a, a, a leadership point of view, I think he can see some aspects of, of players and maybe it's the physical presence that they bring that uh, may get the rest of the team to, to follow along. But... It's it's a tactical move. It, it's it's you don't have to be inspirational by being the biggest hitter or, or making the biggest runs. It's it's actually keeping everyone in, in check. It's a management issue as far as captaincy is concerned. It's not a matter of being the the one out the front being the best player and 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 making big plays all the time. It's just managing everyone and ensuring that everyone does does their role around the place. Um, I, I, I'm not being critical of it, but I. I I, I get surprised when I see the the captains, the last few captains that have been been rolled out. Uh, but I, I I trust the coach knows what he's doing. He's got a relationship with the, with those boys. Uh, but me personally, I, I probably wouldn't advocate for for, for those ones. But I, I leave my trust and, and give my trust to, to to the coach that he he knows what what he's doing in that area. All right, Huey, do you see uh, any change to the result this weekend? And, and, and if so, where does that come from? How does that happen? Um, well, I'm hoping to see a change in the result. Mm, um, no, no question. Uh, but, and I, and I, I think we, it, it will be a closer contest than, than what we did see. Um, y- yes, the, the last two scores in the last five minutes, you know, they sort of blew it out. Um, but I think we gave ourselves an opportunity to, to get back in. Now, whether Australia sort of backed off a little bit more, um, I, I, I don't know uh, within the last 15 minutes, but I, I, I tend to think home ground advantage. I think the embarrassment of the loss last week um, and looking for a little bit of payback, I, I, I see a change. And, I, and I, I see us being a little bit more brutal up front. And if we are, then that will give us some ascendancy for, for the likes of Jerome and Dylan and even Kieran Ford and around the, the ruck area just to make a, a little bit of inroad. We, we, we can't be too regimented in how we play the game. Uh, we have to be a little less structured in some area and that's probably the likes of Joey Manu who's given free reign um, able to, to do some things but with that, Joey needs to learn to offload just a little bit earlier sometimes he tries to do probably just a little bit too much and I, I, I think there may be a responsibility thing he, he thinks he needs to make or contribution to the team um, but I think he will attract two to three players, and he probably needs to learn to just offload a little bit more. And other players looking to go a little bit more direct when he starts to drift crossfield, 
we need some players going a little bit more direct so it gives them some options. Good stuff, Hugh. Thanks very much for uh, coming on, mate, and having a chat. Uh, I did uh, I, I did just get a text through, actually, from uh, Jeff the Ref. He's And I know you work in, in, in uh, schoolboy rugby, but he said, as a ref of 30 years, the tackle height to Sternum was trialled at Grassroots Premier and Age Group Rugby last season. It made it easier to officiate for us. It reduced head-to-head contact and reduced penalties and yellow and red cards. There were a lot more offloads and allowed more attacking and attaining rugby. That is from Jeff. Is that something that you would support? Is it something you've seen? Oh, yes. There has been a reduction in that area. It didn't stop the head contact. Um, but in the tackle area, yes, it did. Um, but we, we, where we are, we, we try to fo- focus more lower around the, the belly button um, stomach area as opposed to um, the nipple line as everyone's um, portraying it. It, it. People tend to drift just a little bit high. Opposition, need to, they tend to drop themselves going into contact. Um, so going lower does make a, a huge amount of difference as far as opening the game up. It, at school levels where we are and probably junior level, uh, but the senior ones, I, I think more and more, it's probably going just a little bit higher than uh, I think they're, they're looking for more ascendancy, more dominance in the in the tackle at a higher level. But it certainly has worked at, at the, the the lower levels of, of, of rugby. Yeah, and not getting too technical, mate. But I mean, how did that change your defensive plan? Because obviously, if there's more offloads, uh, then it's harder harder to defend, right? Uh, yes, it is. But if you st- if you stay in the line and you keep compacting around your, your defensive line, then it's not that bad. You're still making contact pretty close together once if, if they start getting a little bit of a roll on and coming through you then you tend to scramble just a little bit more but uh, the, the tighter your your defensive line towards the carrier of the ball um, the less likely they are to, to to offload and if we if you can chop or you can get down low and take them to the ground the the next guy over the over the ruck area is quick onto the ball and tend to get some turnovers every now and again. Nice. Nice. All right, good stuff. There, there is a way of playing in and around it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just uh, take some thinking, eh? some critical thinking. Thanks for, for your time, mate. Go well. Enjoy the day. Cheers, Huey. Thank you, gentlemen. Enjoy your day. Cheers. Uh, Hugh McGowan there with us. 8.24 on SENZ. Keep your text rolling through. Double eight, double three. If you need a new mobile plan, make sure you visit Kogan Mobile. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, keeping you healthy this spring.